Well, now, there aren't that many students here today. In the last two years, when I've preached on the fourth Sunday of Easter, I've asked this question and crickets have chirped, but we're going to try it again today anyway. Fourth Sunday of Easter is commonly also called... This year, yes, but that's not what we're going for. Good Shepherd Sunday. I guess only us liturgical people follow this one. So every year on the fourth Sunday of Easter, we hear a portion of the 10th chapter of John. And some of our other readings talked about sheep and shepherds as well. But not our first reading. Our first reading is from the Acts of the Apostles. This is a portion of the speech that St. Peter gives on Pentecost Sunday. But the other readings, First Peter says, it rejoices that we, like sheep, have returned to the shepherd and guardian of our souls. Our gospel, Jesus says today, the sheep follow the good shepherd because they recognize his voice. And then our psalm is everyone's most favorite psalm, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. But we live in the city and the suburbs. What do we know about sheep and shepherds? Actually, Psalm 23 did not become wildly popular in the United States until 1860, around the time that everybody moved to the cities, industrialization, and the Civil War. Back when people dealt with sheep, they didn't find it as, as romantic. So today the challenge is to try to think about what it's like to actually be a sheep and follow a good shepherd. Our Hebrew ancestors were an earthy, practical people. And all the people who listened to Jesus were familiar with analogies of sheep and shepherds in a way that we are not. Can we come to understand this analogy? It is throughout the Bible, all over the place. Well, luckily for me, I had the opportunity 13 years ago to learn more about sheep and shepherds. I spent a day with the seminarians of the Diocese of Pittsburgh on a retreat at a sheep farm in Greene County, Pennsylvania. It was quite an experience. I don't know if we actually provided any help to John and Joan, the people who were caring for the sheep, but we tried. Our utter dependence on God, our utter trust in God. That is what the sheep and shepherd analogies in the Bible are about. The ancient Israelites lived in a world that was much more tenuous than what we have now. There was no social safety net. Israel was a very weak nation whose strategy for survival was basically hoping and praying that none of the stronger neighboring countries would attack them. The shepherds were on the clock, basically, 24-7. They needed to protect sheep from wandering off a cliff, being attacked by hostile animals, or being stolen by thieves, which could happen at any time of day or night. Sheep are not very quick to get moving in the proper direction. But I learned 13 years ago that a shepherd can't really rush sheep along. When one of the seminarians tried to move the sheep along in a certain direction by coming behind them and sort of moving quickly, the sheep really did get moving, but they all went in different directions. We, like sheep, go astray from time to time, and not always is it aimless wandering. Sometimes we bolt 
away from where we're supposed to go. And yes, I learned that day that shepherds really do give all their sheep names. After the sheep had scattered, Joan invited us to call the sheep back. She told us the name of one of the sheep, and she invited us to call to it gently. And we called, but it seemed like the sheep didn't hear us. It didn't move. So we called louder. And then Joan gently, softly called the sheep so soft that I didn't think the sheep could even hear her. But immediately, it started to walk towards her. The sheep recognize the voice of the shepherd. Jesus is the good shepherd. He gently guides us along the right path. He calls us by name to follow. He does not push. He does not prod. We can recognize his voice. Last Sunday, the graduate students and young professionals group was exploring this passage with Dr. Ruth and me. And interestingly, two-thirds of the people who were there that night were at a point of confusion in their lives. Some were graduating in the next week and looking for a job. Another one was recently unemployed. And at least one was discerning if she should stay in graduate school or just chuck it. And they all said, you know, it seems so hard to discern God's voice. But as we talked, we came to two insights, I think, as a group. The first is that discernment, listening for God's voice, that is not just a task we do by ourselves. Every sheep belongs to a flock. When, the sheep, when a sheep follows the shepherd's voice, it's not the only one following the shepherd. It's part of a group being led in the same direction. And the second thing is that God doesn't always necessarily lead us by the easiest path. Now, granted, sometimes it becomes too dangerous, and the shepherd leads the flock into the corral for protection. But for us sheep to flourish, the shepherd needs to lead us back through that same gate, out into the pasture, away from the security of the corral, so that we can grow the main point of the sheep-shepherd analogy, once again, as it has been for 3,000 years, is trust. When people come to confession and they say, I don't trust in God, and they get a penance of Psalm 23. I'm going to give you all my stuff for confession in the next few months, and you're just never going to have to come to confession again, because you'll know what to do. No, you're still going to come. You're just going to make me be creative. No matter where we journey be it through bleached and arid Palestinian deserts or in cold and windy Pennsylvania farmland or away from the green and flower-filled Tennessee campus, we have the ability to hear God's voice. But do we trust that what we hear is God's voice? Last Sunday, one student shared this, and it was like, wow, I'm so glad she said this. I'm going to use this on Mother's Day weekend. She said, I'm not sure if I've ever heard God's voice, but when I follow my mom's advice, things turn out pretty well. Now, our parents are not God, but for some of us, we've best come to understand God through the love of our parents. There are many people in this community going through transitions in the upcoming weeks and months. 
Some of them are passing through gates that have protected them. Now for the last time. Many students are leaving St. John 23rd Parish for the last time. Many are leaving their parents' homes. Other people here are struggling with illness or changes in family situations. Sometimes the shepherd needs to move members of the flock from one corral to another. But the good shepherd only leads us through the dark valley to better care for us on the other side. God has prepared a banquet for us. We return again and again to the temple for sustenance. We come to the table, to this table, to receive Eucharist, which is the salve for our wounds and the food for the journey ahead.